the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Some days I just can't believe it myself. Um, I woke up this morning, four in the morning, walked the dog, picked up a little poop. I could still smell. That's the sign that I don't have COVID in my mind. I'm like, oh, good. Um, and I saw the futures were down. It looked like it was going to be a negative open. It looked like the mega cap tech stocks were going to take a bit of a breather. And here we are 37 minutes into trading. And the answer is no. For now. Apple's up another three bucks, Google up a buck, Microsoft down three bucks. Microsoft is getting into some interesting headlines with TikTok in China, with Trump saying, hey, if Microsoft buys TikTok, they should give the government, how shall we say, a piece of the action. China calling the United States uh, basically bogus for trying to steal TikTok. For lack of a better word, we're going to go with bogus. Saw some pretty interesting data out there on how much money do you need for retirement. There's a lot of headlines out there, too. I'm going to try to get to all of this today. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. China said that the United States is a rogue country for its planned smash and grab of TikTok. Uh, PR, big time. Uh both countries have leaders who want to be viewed as strong and right. Both countries have leaders that have strong fears of the other country embedded in their countries. This is a show, and you know what type of show it is. No. Here is one uh, headline that grabbed me this morning. Microsoft reveals more details about its Netflix for game service. Now, Netflix for TV shows... Netflix for movies. You know, Netflix is Netflix. You know Netflix, right? For video games, can Microsoft crack it? Cloud gaming is going to be integrated with the Xbox Game Pass app on September 15th, allowing users to jump into a game from their smartphone or tablet. If we're reviewing some content on Netflix that I would call, eh, a lot of it's, eh, not the best, right? Some of it's great. And some of it's just not that great. I think all things considered, it's cool um, to see Microsoft get into an area where you can have 100 games like Destiny 2, Gears of War 5, Grounded, Halo 5. The ability to play games from the cloud is a concept that's gathered increasing momentum in the $150 billion gaming industry. We'll talk a little bit more about this. But there's so many headlines out there, I can't get to them all today. Amazon got approval to buy 16% stake in the UK food uh, delivery company called Deliveroo. Deliveroo. It sounds like a kangaroo, but with deliver in front of it. Uh, They've announced a deal where 
Amazon's been given approval to buy a minority stake. That just, again, we have a little bit more time these days to sit in our recliner and and think. And Amazon's just a, a powerful, powerful company that has never really had to flex their muscles. Booking.com is laying off up to 25% of its workforce due to a coronavirus downturn. That seems to make sense. No? Correct? Oh. Um, Senator Warren is in the news. She's asking Congress to take a look at Eastman Kodak and potential insider trading by the Trump administration. And she didn't say the Trump administration per se, but she kind of said, well, the White House gave them this contract, hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke, and someone made a ton of money as an insider. $100,000, is it enough to retire or not? That's going to be a question that we're going to talk about later in the show. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Your eyes are not deceiving you. The market's really hyper-focused on Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Alphabet, and Facebook. We started with some modest losses, and then those guys kind of got back into gear. There's a lot of noise out of China today. I don't, I don't know if I need a day off or something like that, but like I don't even want to scratch into that one today. Treasury markets looking its part to remain committed to that dour economic outlook. The 10-year Treasury sits at 56 basis points. I saw it tick down to 55 today. Some people would say it ticked up. Uh, now it's at 53 basis points. That's too low. That's telling you it is a show out there. I had a cousin once who was playing soccer, and I was pretty good at the game in my day. And uh, I was talking to him in halftime. I was like, how is it out there? He goes, it's a crazy show out there. I kind of get the feeling that that's what we're, we're, we're experiencing here with China and the U.S. and TikTok. With Democrats and Republicans, as it relates to getting another stimulus package pushed through. Both sides remain committed to negotiations. Um, and it looks like it's going to be slightly bigger than expected. So we spend our way out of economic problems. Growth concerns in the treasury market are likely an offshoot of the reopening plans for the country and school reopening. The negotiating of Congress has got people stressed. And they're looking to get into something safe. If you're willing to take a 10-year treasury at 50 basis points, what that's telling me is you're willing to earn half a percentage point on your money. Now, Congress and the government has always paid our debt. So if you borrow, if you give them money, if they borrow money from you at half a basis points, you could basically count on it coming back. But in the next 10 years, do you think inflation is going to be 2%, 3%, 4%? 2% would be on the low side. 3% would be kind of normal. 4% would be too much. So if we get the historic norm, your 10-year treasury underperforms. What's that pushing you to do? Well, that's not good. I don't want my $10,000 to be worth $9,500 in 10 years. Even though I'm getting a little bit of growth, the purchasing power of that 10000 will go down due to inflation. Oh, it's enough to get your head rolling, huh? Dr. Burks is getting thrown under the bus by the Trump administration at this point in time, or maybe he's just being honest. She seemed to agree with uh, Nancy Pelosi yesterday that the pandemic is is intriguingly bad. 
worries about a rolling wave of coronavirus infections um, are out there. And every day you see headlines like, oh, it's hit in the West. It's hit in the Midwest. It's hit in the South. It's hit in the Southwest. It's hit in the North. It's hit in the Northeast. Um, and we just don't seem to have a great handle on it. And we're just crossing our fingers that the a virus works, a uh, vaccine works, a virus works. Dun, dun, dun. I saw some of the latest estimates for deaths from coronavirus. And we're starting at the point where if you don't know someone, you know someone who knows someone who's died. And they're talking about maybe 300,000 total when all is said and done. Um, it's Tuesday. And I expect by the end of this week or the start of next week that we'll have a better understanding of where the White House and Congress is able to come up with another relief bill. And that could be a small stimulus for the stock market. We'll talk about that and much, much more. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Thanks for listening to the show. Don't ever be shy. You can head over to newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. And download a recent downloadable that will help you understand the markets and investing in retirement. A lot of good content there. You can find it at newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Um, elections are coming up fast, like 90 days now. Mail-in voting is going to start pretty soon. We heard another uh, attempt by the president to talk about he's going to start suing Nevada or Utah. I'm not remembering which one. I think it was Nevada. Um, but basically, the state of Nevada or Utah. I used to get this confused as a kid, and it's not a surprise to me that I get them confused as an adult. Even in my memory, it's just like, wow, what a flawed brain sometimes we have. Um, they're going to do all mail-in voting if anyone wants to mail-in vote or something along those lines. And he's suing and it's just it's going to be a show. Senator Elizabeth Warren is asking the SEC about alleged insider trading at Kodak. Um, that's the kind of story that makes me kind of want to, you know, vomit because it's it, it really shows you how bad the industry can be. Um, every industry has someone who like tries to fix your car. And they don't know what they're doing. They don't like do an oil change and they don't put the cap fully back on. And then your car blows up and you're like, Oh, why did I ever do that? You get the idea. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Microsoft's got a, a game pass ultimate coming out and it's going to be kind of subscription oriented. I was trying to get the, to across the point that Netflix has a lot of average content for $14.99 a month, you're probably not going to get the latest, greatest titles. Um, but is it something that can help you kill time? I was watching a little bit of Netflix going to bed last night. Tom Segura, comedian. And I think he's pretty funny. I, I don't. It's funny because his um, technique isn't that great, but his, his brain is good. Um, and I was like, yeah, it's kind of I, I'm glad I didn't pay, you know. I'm glad me and the sugar didn't go out and spend $100 on dinner and the show was okay kind of thing. But it killed time. And for me, that's more than enough sometimes to get my attention. USA Today has got a great article today. Great article. And it's meant to be thought-provoking for me to you. How much money do you need for retirement? And the headline is $100,000 is not enough for retirement. A sum which many seniors can't reach. 
And that makes me feel awful. I've got more than 100,000. And I'm like, I know. Do you know what the magic number is right now? What millennials, is it millennials? Think they need for retirement in their 401k. The number is 1.8 million. Now, when I was a younger man, I think that number was like a million because I was like, I could live off $40,000 a year in income. Now, uh, well, things have changed. Interest rates aren't as, as high as they were then. So a million would give me, you know, 4% a year, 40,000 and inflation's at two to 4%. So I, I could beat inflation and then I could live a little bit off social security. And then as you get older, you have a kid, you have a wife, maybe you have a second wife, maybe you have a second kid, maybe you get a disease and you're out of work for a while. Um, I was reading some Linda Dunham, uh, the producer of the TV show girls on HBO. She talked about her, how she had COVID in March and how it's still messing her up, how her hands and feet are like massively swollen. Um, and again, I'm not like saying Linda Dunham is, should be giving, you know, medical updates, but it is out there. So 1.8 million is the thought of what we need as we grow a little bit older. Hmm. And most seniors can't save $100,000. Hmm. Millennials and Generation Z are t- twice as likely as their parents to say COVID-19 upended their financial security. Huh. 800-516-1228 your calls on the air. This is a great moment. Clorox has a new CEO, Linda Rindle, and she increases the number of Fortune 500 women leaders to a record 38. Now, just the name Fortune 500 kind of says, yeah, shouldn't we be more like 100 instead of 38? <laughs> yeah. But it's nice to see. And Clorox is a company that's obviously been in from COVID. But Clorox is also a company that's been around for 100 years. Now, I'm not going to go out and rush into buying Clorox. As I get older and I need that 2 to 4% income, and as I, I, it may be a name that I add to my, my list. It may not be, but it may be. How much do you think you need for retirement? Do you feel you can get there? It's a good question. 1.8 million seems like a lot more than one. But then I say that also, like every time you have a kid, a child, not a baby goat, a child, um, every time you have a child, it, it costs a lot of money to raise a kid. Those diapers are not free. They're not reusable. Although I heard a fascinating story from a friend of mine who left San Francisco. He said the breaking point was he'd walk by his uh, flat and someone would put on like a spiked fence, uh, like 15 diapers. <laughs> I said, were they soiled? And he goes, that's a really good question. I don't know. But by like two hours later, they were gone. I'm like, maybe they're trying to hand them off to someone. <laughs> diapers aren't cheap is what I'm trying to get at. And they're not reusable and you can't dry them out in the sunshine. Or maybe you can. I don't know. Um, another story that I started to scratch on this morning that I want to get to. Did I, did I finish that story? Oh, diapers. Oh, kids. Kids cost about $250,000 from age zero to 17. And if you pay for their college, maybe another 250000 
Holy mackerel. They are not cheap. Um, so your financial plan has to change with your, your lifestyles as it changes. So my financial planner, a guy named Brad, he works with CFP Chad Burton. He will say things like, hey, do you want to put money in your 529 plan for your kid's college? And we'll talk, blah, blah, we'll rubble, 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 rubble. Um, so that's what you do from age zero to five on a kid. You fund the college fund and you hope that he goes to college. Not really, because the 529 can be used for other type of educational experiences. Um, if you want to learn about saving for your kid's uh, college plan, there's a great website, savingforcollege.com. Solid. Is it the end all be all? No. It's goofy because every state has what's called a 529 plan or some sort of alternative plan to help you fund your kid's college. And what's beautiful about it is you don't have to send your, if you have like a Nevada plan, you don't have to send your kid to a school in Nevada. So what that opens the door to is that some of the regulators in Nevada, California, Alaska, or Hawaii, or Mexico, not Mexico, <laughs> New Mexico, uh, they robbled and they, they came up with different ways to have different plans for their, their citizens. So some of the plans are better than others. Some of them are cheaper than others and off the same kind of returns. So you should look at savingforcollege.com and know that you're not obligated to save in a 529 plan, which is like a 401k for college costs. It's like an IRA for college costs. You put the money in tax, after tax and it comes out tax-free. And it grows tax-deferred, but then you never pay the tax on the growth unless you don't somehow go to college. But that's neither here nor there because that is not the goal and the intent. I got more show for you. I got it up my sleeve. I got it in my shoe. I'm going to deliver for you today. You can find me online. Oh, I'm going to deliver for you like Amazon. Woo, woo. I need a bumper sticker. That might be it. Rob Black delivers like Amazon. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Virgin Galactic announced a $20 million secondary offering. Um, So an offering is when a company comes to the public or it goes to a bank and says, we need $20 million or we need... $100 $100 million because we're going to build spacecraft or we're going to build airplanes or something, right? It's called the One Small Step Initiative, which kind of creeps me out a little bit. But Virgin Galactic has already received over 700 applications for space tourism. And they're taking money. Um, there's different ways companies raise money. In their initial public offering... A company will say, XYZ will say, we need $100 million or we need maybe like Facebook, $35 billion to really satisfy our long-term growth and to give up a a portion of ownership of the company. So you become an owner when you do an IPO. Now, a secondary is after the fact. It's already been publicly traded. They've already issued stock. What they do is they issue more stock to raise more money. And again, Virgin Galactic, you can make sense of why they probably need the money. And you'll go, okay, I get it. They're, they're building spacecraft. I get it. But when a company like Boeing does a secondary, after the, the last two years that Boeing has had, it's almost like, come on, guys. Get your planes back in the air. Start selling your – start delivering your planes again. Stop asking for money. 
you have a relative who ever asks for money too often? Yes. Me too. <laughs> but I digress. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uh, the EU Commission is opening an in-depth investigation into the proposed acquisition of Fitbit by Google. Uh, does anyone care about Fitbit? Or do we need to look into it? It's almost like they should be opening up an investigation into Apple and their dominance with the watch instead of looking at Fitbit and trying to stop Google from taking them. But again, I need to know more on that. Like, why is the EU doing this? I can't let my pride and go, come on. You're looking at the wrong company. Um, but about the information and how Google uses information, eh, you use a little bit more onto that than, say, the United States government. Google is an American multinational tech company. A majority of its revenues come from online advertising on its search engine. Have you been Googled? I remember the first time I ever got caught with that word. There was a Webby's Awards back in the 1990s. And I had a pretty good financial site and a good financial radio show and internet radio show. There was a lot of things going on. And uh, I was nominated for Webby. I did not win. And uh, I was being interviewed. or I was interviewing Tiffany Schlain. She kind of came up. She was one of those uh, San Francisco ladies. Uh, one of those tech brainiacs who came up with an idea of like, let's come up with an award for our own goofy little world called the tech world. And we'll call them the Webbies. Um, best financial site, best financial show, best uh, entertainment site, best, you, you know, interactive entertainment site. Uh, so Tiffany Shane was interviewing me and I was on the East Coast. This was like 1998, 1999 before I came to the West Coast. And um, so I'm interviewing her. I'm, I'm a red-blooded male. I'm kind of interested to see who I'm talking to. She sounds smart and interesting. I was like, huh, what's going to happen when I Google her? And very attractive, very smart, great credentials, good college, like all that good stuff came up. And I brought that up to her. And she goes, oh, you Googled me. And I'm like, oh, oh, I've been caught. Yeah, oh, it's not as bad as that sounds, but I was caught Googling her. Something I want to bring up as a side note to what's currently happening is credit card issuers are continuing to offer financial assistance programs during coronavirus. Now, what you kind of need to know about this is a lot of times you get yourself into a little bit more trouble when you're looking for kind of like free money or maybe a, a delay. I'm not against you using any financial assistance program that you deem fit. I'm not a judger. Um... What I will say is that a lot of credit card companies will defer the payment while it's accruing interest. So you need to be really, really wise on getting yourself out of trouble. But I'm, not tell I'm also telling you, like, every year I call my cable company or my insurance company or my homeowner's insurance. I call someone every year and I go, I, I pay a lot and I never use this service. I think I'm going to cut it. I think I'm going to stop using it. I think I'm going to look for something cheaper. And more often than not, the companies that you work with, they don't want to go out and acquire another customer to replace you. They'll give you a discount. I've, I think I've gotten HBO free for what feels like six years. And it's not really free because I'm getting reeked, just, just killed on the other side of it, right? 
So Americans are struggling and your credit card companies are willing to offer assistance programs. Just find out what you're signing up for. Citigroup, for instance, said that they've extended their assistance programs for those impacted by COVID-19 until August 15th and will continue to assess. And they have a coronavirus page. Chase said they may be able to delay their monthly payment, their their credit customer, their credit card customers. That's what I'm looking for. The bank's also going to refund any associated elite fees. Wells Fargo is still offering payment assistance and recommends that customers visit coronavirus response webpage uh, at wellsfargo.com for more. I have no problem with you doing it. Just know sometimes it dings your credit. For instance, I worked with a group called Consumer Credit Counseling Services San Francisco. And if you ever have, I didn't personally work with them. Like I didn't have problems, but I knew that when I was doing a TV show or radio show that I'm sure there's some people who want to learn about money because they've had problems with credit cards. And if you get into credit card debt, the best thing you need to do is like fess up to it like as soon as you can. And you start looking for options like maybe a family member to help you out. Um, Then you start looking at other things like maybe I can look at my budgeting slash restaurants or do something to have a plan. And if you don't have a plan, there's a company and there's multiple types of these around the country. But this one's called Consumer Credit Counseling Services San Francisco, CCCSSF. So three C's, two S's, one F, dot org. And if you're having problems, they'll call the credit card company for you. If you're scared to call, if you're afraid to call, if you're intimidated to call, if you've called and had no luck. And what what a lot of people don't know is CCCSSF is kind of a shadow organization for the credit card companies. They've, you know, they've banded together to get this going it dings your credit, which is, it's okay. It's, you know, if you can't pay your credit card, you should have dinged credit in my opinion. But then again, if it's a hardship tied towards like a medical emergency, maybe you shouldn't. And that's where someone like a cccssf.org comes in. So if you know anyone with credit card problems, chat with them. Credit cards, I have no problem with. I love them. Um, they do a great job of tracking my bills. They do a great job of budgeting for me. They do a great job of highlighting where I'm overspending. I have one credit card that is used for life expenses. And I've got one credit card for restaurants and uh, hotels. And I've got one for gas. And my gas card's almost empty now. Like, And I pay it every month. I pay it off. But the balance sometimes goes a little bit lower when you're not using it. And I was like, whoa, uh, I'm not driving much these days. And then you can look at your restaurants and there's not many restaurants there. I've done a couple carryouts, but not a lot. But then you look at my groceries and I have a little bit of problem with food spoilage and food wastage. Um, and then like, I probably won't get like body armor sports drinks during normal world. But during COVID, I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't mind having it no more. Like, and I, like, those are expensive, a buck, two bucks each. Everything seems to cost a dollar. I've had dreams about this. Of why does everything always seem to at least cost a dollar? And some of the stuff we get in America made for us is amazing. Just like a little teeny tiny tube of caulk. You know, it's going to be a dollar to ten dollars. You're like, you could put caulk in a tube for us. And you know, it's going to be a dollar, ten dollars. Or we buy a big old bucket of it and it'll last us our lifetime. But we like the teeny tiny little tubes because they're made of plastic and fish and turtles love plastic. Wait, wait. Fish and turtles don't love plastic. 
scratch that. Um, did you know this? Listen to this. This is going to freak you out when I tell you this. Amazon's second quarter 2020 was its biggest online sales quarter ever. Now, okay, wait, 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 wait. That includes Black Friday quarters. That includes Christmas quarters. They racked up $45.8 billion in, in net sales in the second quarter, exceeding what they did at Christmas time last year, 45.7. The pandemic has been very good to Amazon. <laughs> eh, minus some employee revolting issues and some employees dying issues, but it's been pretty good. Its prime subscription thrived in the second quarter, building Amazon's base of loyal customers. Amazon's online grocery sales tripled on an annual basis. Amazon's international business has skyrocketed and turned a profit, and it's starting to gain more traction abroad, which is scary because you don't even think about that. Size matters in retail because you can get volume, volume, volume. So Amazon's still in the news. Better quarter than the Christmas quarter. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? And what's interesting about it is um, companies like Home Depot, they're building more and more um, centers, uh, storage facilities to get product to you faster. Amazon's already done a lot of the logistics on that, and other companies could actually copy it. Um, I don't see a, a big world of retail employees. Like, if you thought you were going to be folding clothes and selling sweaters at Gap, more and more stuff's going online and being delivered. And the companies that were ready for it thrived during COVID. How do you think they're going to do post-COVID? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Welcome back again. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. I mean that enormously. Like, um, I've had a pretty good life. And the ride's been fun. I was on the, I was born basically overseas, raised mostly overseas, except for a couple spots here and there. Very American parents, but um, I was raised overseas. So when I finally settled down, it was kind of on the East Coast. And when I started my business, I had this crazy idea that I wanted to reinvent Wall Street with a Generation X mentality. Because I want everyone to retire, and I wanted to retire. That was my goal when I started in the industry. I want to retire. I want to make my money last longer. I want it to, like, to grow for me. And I had heard stories about this Wall Street thing. So when I started my company, um, that was my goal. That was my intent. And 30 years later, uh, almost 30 years later, uh, 25 years later, I'm pretty pleased. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. Um, you know, leaving my old company on the East Coast was a difficult thing to do, but I found radio to be just a, a love, a passion, helping people um, or giving them a second opinion. I don't even want to help. You know, like I just talked to a firefighter the other day. He doesn't need my help. He just needs a second opinion that he gives him a little more confidence so he doesn't mess it up. I think that's probably how I started in this industry at first of like, I just don't want to mess up what I have and I want to grow what I get. So I get where we're all trying to come from here. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. And I'm very appreciative of, of being able to still do this. And I've done TV. I'm still doing TV. I've got future project that I'm excited by. that should probably take me in my final 10 years of my career. And when the time comes, it could be tomorrow. It could be in 10 years. I'll, I'll turn the torch over to someone younger, smarter, faster. Gladly. What I'll never do is give you advice that you don't need. Um, or try to be your mother. I'm not going to tell you to brush your teeth. Not my thing. 
some of the largest U.S. retailers have said they're not going to open on Thanksgiving. You should brush your teeth, by the way, because it's, it's expensive when they, get, they rot and fall out of your mouth. Target, Walmart, and other retailers are going to close on Thanksgiving. Now, when I saw that headline, you know, the first time we talked about that last week, we're like, oh, that makes sense. There's COVID issues. There's kind of a family thing. Be cool to the employees. Give them a day off. Heck, maybe even pay them for it. So I was sitting there yesterday, just that thought never got out of my head. I'm like, wait, wait, that's not the end of the story. Target, Walmart, Dick's Sporting Goods, Best Buy, Kohl's, not going to be open on November 26th. Um, two other retailers who are typically not open on Thanksgiving are Costco and Lowe's. Historically, deal hunting and holiday shopping can mean crowded events, and this is not a year for crowds. And I, we, we tip our hats to these guys, and I, I dig it. At the same time, I'm like, oh, the, some of the online retailers are going to probably pick up what they put they, they drop, Right. The online shopping weekend from Thanksgiving to Cyber Monday this year is going to be the biggest event for e-commerce sales that we've ever seen. It's expected 51.1 billion online sales during the period. That's an 80% increase from the same period last year. 80% up year over year. Are you kidding me? That's stunning. That's amazing. That's beautiful. Beautiful. I had a Spanish coach growing up playing soccer. And anytime I'd make a save in the keep in the net, he'd go, beautiful, beautiful. Always made me smile. But to see e-commerce this year, they're expecting that big of a jump? Huh. And in large part, it has to do with a lot of the stores that we used to go to have gone bankrupt. Um, Or they're going more direct to consumer. The pandemic has accelerated trends. And as an investor, you could probably go, what's going on with Apple and Microsoft and Google and you could probably look at things like Etsy and go, oh, it's been accelerated forward. Congress had a situation where they got to grill some of the big tech executives last week. And the big tech executives all said, hey, this is what people want. They, you know, they like our services. We're not doing anything. They, we're not holding a gun to their head. We're not providing water, an essential service. Although maybe a phone is an essential service at this point in time. Um, speaking of water, I saw a water company this morning make an acquisition and it just got me thinking one more time that don't forget to diversify your portfolio because we will need things like water. Um, and in this case, it's not that great of a story. It's, um, a water utility buying another water utility, but how many utilities do you work with? Typically, one for electricity, one for water, maybe one is electricity and gas, or they split your bills. Something's going on there. So I kind of like, I can make a case as I head towards retirement. If I have enough money and I don't want to lose it, I'm okay with like a water company in my portfolio, a water utility. I don't have one right now directly. I probably have one through the S&P 500. Um... But it's not like a utility is kind of a smart thing, all things considered. It's not going to get you into too much trouble. Oh, unless it does. Like PG&E, a lot of people overown PG&E as a utility. And then forest fires started happening. And 
I lost electricity twice in the last month and PG&E said, hey, you may lose it more because it's, it's fire season, buddy. Like, don't you should just charge your devices and, and make sure your refrigerator is cold because we could spark off at any point in time. Microsoft is in the news today. They're cooling from yesterday's rally. Um, they rallied on the news that they're going to pick up TikTok, maybe. And then China got involved and said no. And the United States says, we want a commission from a cut of the sale. It's messy. And I, I like the idea of Microsoft doing that. Um, it seems like it would make sense for them to get into more social. Uh, especially if they're using their share price, which is hitting an all-time high. Wait, don't you wish you could do that? When you're 23 years old, don't you wish you could cash in your capital of being young, fast, and good-looking? Um, and say, I want to I cash out now. Take-Two Interactive is up huge today. They beat revenue estimates and issued quarterly upside guidance and full-year guidance. Video games are roaring. BP cut its dividend. Now, that's one that I wish I had a little bit more time this segment to hit on. But by BP cutting their dividend, what they're telling us is oil used to always raise their dividend. Uh-oh. They're not raising their dividend. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. <laughs> 